Hey guys, and welcome to Personality Bingo with me, your host, Tom Moran. So this week on the podcast, we have the amazing Ali Hardiman. Ali is an actor, she's a writer, she produces her own stuff, she's absolutely prolific and she's a lovely person as you're going to hear over the course of this episode. Uh, Ali at the moment is working on Disconnected, a play which she has written which will run nightly at the new theatre from 7.30pm. It's running from January 21st to February 2nd, um, right at the start of this year. Uh, It's going to be a great way to kick off your year. Um, They workshop this piece at Seen and Heard and uh, it's got an amazing cast and team behind it. Uh, It's got Gordon Quigley, uh, Maddie O'Carroll, former guest of the show and Sarah Foley loads of brilliant people on that uh, and I highly recommend you go and check that out as well as that Ali had a super successful play at the Theatre Upstairs earlier this year that was called Electric starring friend of the show Erica Rowe as well the play was absolutely amazing it's um, kind of a festival blockbuster colourful summer vibe it's unreal it would actually be perfect for this time of year get us all out of the doom and gloom of January uh, and that play is going on tour nationally and to the UK um, it's going to be in Belfast it's going to be back in Dublin in Smock Alley it's going to be at the Lyric in Belfast as I said and in the UK in Brighton loads and loads and loads of other places so go and check that out make sure you go and get it because Ali's work is really exciting it's really fun and um, I highly recommend that you go check it out I know that I will as well as that Ali's done loads of different stuff she's um, graduated from the Gaty School of Acting and as well as that uh, Bow Street um, and she's also done tons uh, of film uh, theatre I mean she's done tons and tons of stuff I'm particularly excited about the work that she's making herself and I want to kind of push it that way in this because we talk about that a lot in the episode too and it is a lovely episode so I highly recommend that you go and check that out in other personality bingo news an exciting development I suppose Um, obviously we recently hit our 100th episode which I'm so proud of It sometimes means that I, I choke myself to death. Uh, I'm really proud of that, uh, obviously. And um, it's an amazing achievement for everyone uh, on the podcast and who listens to the podcast and everyone involved in just the kind of production line of things that happen here at uh, Headstuff HQ. Um, but as well as that, it's time to grow the podcast and keep pushing and pushing and pushing and um, changing in different directions. So with that in mind, I have a few requests, you guys. Um, first of all, I was thinking recently that I love our guests and I love my taste in people, but... I have to acknowledge that my taste in people is limited to the people that I like. So that doesn't mean that everyone who listens to this podcast is always going to like them as much as I do. So from now on, I want to try to get a bit of a better sense of who you want on the podcast, who you want me to talk to. And, you know, even better, if you have a personal connection to that person and can set it up, let me know. I want to make the podcast a little bit more diverse, a little bit more um, accessible, and I need your help to do that. So it really is very simple. It's just a case of getting on to me on Twitter, on Facebook, uh, via head stuff on the email, whatever you want to do. We're super accessible on Instagram. Just get on to me and let me know who you want to see on the podcast. As I said, whether that's someone in Ireland that can come into the studio, unreal. If it's someone overseas, like in the UK, America, wherever the fuck that might be in the world, let me know. We'll get them on Skype. We can do that. Technology's amazing. And bingo machines are accessible it's going to be fine um so let me know we're going to try and sort that out and i really want to hear who you want on the podcast whose stories you want to hear and let's diversify this thing let's get more and more voices on and let's make sure that you guys are happy with the content that i am providing Uh, as well as that and in the same vein i suppose we're also starting a patreon page for personality bingo so nothing is going to change at all the episodes as always are going to be free you know there are some podcasts i pay for the vast majority i don't and then there's some that i kind of like throw a five to a month whatever the case is but uh, I suppose after doing a hundred of them 
I did have an honest conversation with myself being like, do I want to keep doing this? Does this make sense for me creatively in terms of time management, like artistically, all the different things? And I think it does. I absolutely think it does. And I'd be very happy to continue in the exact same vein in many ways. But it would also be amazing to just kind of cover costs of this thing and if it was possible that you know you might make a little bit of cash to um kind of just i suppose make it make more sense financially you know um the production of the podcast let's be real it doesn't take loads and loads of time from my point of view it takes you know a couple of hours in the week sorting out guests making sure that they're going to come out on time doing intros collecting bios all this sort of boring admin stuff and then sitting down with someone fascinating for about an hour and a half and that part is no work at all that is the joy of it it's all the other stuff that is a little bit of a pain it's the stuff like if I want to go away on holidays if I'm going off on tour uh, for example I'm going to New York next week and that means we're recording this episode on the 28th of December so it does kind of cut into maybe like a Christmas break that you might have wanted but that's absolutely fine that is like a amazing price to pay for the privilege of getting to talk to people and for you guys listening but having said that we're also setting up a Patreon page so if this podcast is meaningful in your life if this podcast has given you something if you have a few spare bob and you're just like fuck it I'll throw it your way that's what this page is going to be for there's also going to be amazing rewards we're in the process of getting that up and running and I hope by next week's next week that I will be able to tell you more about the Patreon page okay um, it's very exciting uh, and it's something that I'm really hoping uh, yeah might just give myself the podcast and everything a little bit of a boost it's such a common way to do it all the top podcasts in Ireland are certainly doing it uh, and I'm real proud of what we've done here uh, and I know that we've got like a really really solid base of listeners now at this point while I always want to grow that uh, I feel like you know if people are tuning in week after week if people can support I know they will and I know lots of people can't and that's just fine too I think Blind Boy says it very well when he says it's a model based off soundness if you're in a position to donate something then do it and if you're not that's totally fine but look enough about that I'm going to give a much more comprehensive and concise explanation of uh, where we're going with the Patreon vibe next week oh there's my phone oh it's Patreon just saying oh my god it's going to be a massive success Um, look enough of me as I said I'm going to be in New York this week uh, on tour with a lovely little show in Manhattan we're staying in Times Square I'm very very excited about it Um, and maybe I'll tell you a little bit about uh that next week but um, I think that is possibly the longest introduction I've ever done Um, I also probably am acting a little bit self-conscious because Patreon means asking people for money and I'm Irish and I hate doing that but uh, as I said look the podcast is going to stay the exact same way and we're going to keep bringing you content like this and by this I mean the wonderful Ali Hardiman playing personality bingo with Tom Moran Ali Hardiman, ready to play personality bingo? Yes, I am. (laughs) All right, here we go. So a quick explanation of how it all works. I've got 60 minutes on the clock. Yes, there is a real clock. People always look as if I'm lying because I do point to a screen behind you. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. No, there is a clock. Oh yeah, I see it. Okay, It's a real clock. Um, (laughs) On the real clock, there are 60 minutes. In the real bingo machine, there are 60 balls. And on these three real sheets of paper, there are 60 corresponding questions. I've also given you another real sheet of paper. It's got five real numbers on it. Would you do me a favour and read out the five? Oh, yep. 2, yep. 16, yep. 27, yep. 51 right. and 57. Okay, nice. Do me another favour. Pick a sixth real number, something between 1 and 60 that's not already there. Okay, do I have to tell you what it is? Please. 4. 4. Any reason? I think because there's 4 in my family. Oh, yeah. <laughs> 4 has always been like my number. 
feel like I'm kind of like a little bit super sp- like I'd never pick three mm. because it's like one less than what's in my family you know, like, <laughs> yeah interesting isn't it weird how like in life there are like three is like a magic number I know seven yeah. is a magic I number. know yeah, and people say they're their numbers, don't they? Mm. Three and seven, I feel like that comes up a lot. Yeah, yeah, it's very interesting like how people pick their numbers when I ask this part. I mean, it's not actually interesting, but let's try and make it interesting. <laughs> like, you know, some people will go with 13 because they're kind of like, fuck you, universe. Other people will go oh, with yeah. one because they're like, oh, that's a quirky choice. Some people will pick like, you know, like 54 because it's their bus route. You know what I mean? Oh, really? Yeah. yeah it's interesting. Yeah, I think I, I like evens. Hmm. I also yeah. feel like you're like, correct me if I'm wrong. Oh. I just from like the, you know knowing you like well ish. Yeah. You know, um, <laughs> I, I don't. I actually don't know how I would quantify how well I know you. Like, I don't feel like I don't know you because I feel like you're very like you know open and affable. And when oh. you chat to you, you're like, oh, I kind of feel like I get Ali's vibe. <laughs> but I would say you come across as like a like a person who likes their family. Yeah. And he feels it's like a like part of their family. <laughs> yeah, it actually does. That's so interesting. Yeah, because like you, you talk. I think you talk about. Oh my god! Actually, I think I was talking to you one night, and you were like, "God, you really love your brother, don't you?" <laughs> I actually remember that because I was talking about him, and you were like, "Wow, you really think your brother is really cool, don't you?" And yeah. I was like, "Yeah, I do." That's so sweet. Like I love that. Really? Yeah, I think it's great. Yeah, I just think. Well, there's only me and my brother, so I think my family. My family is quite close, but um, yeah, I. I'm really fond of my brother. I think he's a really nice person. <laughs> what a lovely thing to be able to say. I actually think that about my brothers as well. Really? Yeah, but really? I don't think I. I don't think I say it as much. And that's like that's oh, that's God. that. You know what? That says more about me than it does about you. No, it does not make me sound kind of weird that I'm like, obsessed with my family. Yeah, I mean, like you're in love with your brother. We get it. Um, <laughs> actually, I I was um, away with my friends a few years ago, and I kept. Like unbeknownst to myself, if that makes sense, I kept saying like, uh, "Oh, my brother Sam told this story," or "My brother Sam did this," and <laughs> towards the end, they were like, "Oh my God, stop talking about your brother!" And I was like, "What?" And they were like, "You keep like telling stories about him. Like, are you like obsessed with him or something?" And it became this joke. And they made our WhatsApp group called My Brother Sam. And then when we were all sitting around together, one of them was like, Ali, I don't follow you on Instagram. And went on my Instagram. And my last post was a picture of me and my brother. And it said, brotherly, sisterly love. <laughs> they were like, oh God, this girl is so weird. <laughs> yeah, that's not great. Like, It was yeah. just, it was a bad, it was bad timing. It was a bad moment, yeah. yeah. But he's okay. a cool guy I think he should love your brother oh thanks Tom I haven't met him but he sounds great he's a cool guy I'm sure I'd love him too <laughs> in fact can we cancel this episode yeah bring Sam in. and see is Sam Hardiman around and actually he does all the music for all my shows so I should be saying how great he is yeah I'd really like if you don't talk about your shows yeah okay sorry <laughs> alright and I should say so not classy yeah 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 come on yeah. Bit, a bit of dignity here I know fuck's sake <laughs> uh, I should say that if all uh, six of those oh, numbers yeah. do come out that means the tables are turned and you get to ask me any question in the whole wide world, Amazing. including if I want to have sex with my brothers. Oh, okay. Oh, I'm going to write that down. Yeah. Here I'm we go. <laughs> All right. Number 17. Do you have it? Oh, um, no. No worries. Number oh, 17. Awesome. The question is, oh, right. We're right in there. Um, Let me... Mm, yeah, well, I might ask two questions in the one question. But that's okay. Right. What's the greatest lesson you've learned about acting? Actually, I know what it is. Um, Jim Sheridan came in when we were in Bow Street and he was workshopping a short that he was doing. And I was like, it was kind of one of those things where he was like, uh, I think 
he was kind of doing it in the middle and we were all kind of sitting around watching and some people were some people he was getting up but there was like loads of us in the room um and we were all like kind of fighting to get up <laughs> but he said something that was that always stuck with me he said um uh film is what you're thinking and theater is what you're saying which i always thought was cool mm. Is that what the question was? Yeah, that's yeah. great. Yeah, I, I I think that's so... I always think about that then when I'm like acting, I think. Because I think it's so true. I mean, obviously like theatre is much more like... It's bigger than screen, right? But I just think it's an interesting way. And even in terms of writing in that way. Because you can... Obviously with film, it's so much more subtle. Like you can do... You can like... um, What's the word? Like... Uh, not affect what you know like you manipulate kind of mm. what you want the audience to see with the camera so mm-hmm. you can kind of you don't have to say it as much as you do in theater but if you're sitting at the stalls and the gaiety like you know you have to be able to understand what the character is feeling i guess sure it can't be i mean that's kind of obvious i feel like what i'm saying <laughs> no, no no it's not well what's interesting there like do you find that your approach to you know when you're making a play or you're you know in a cast for a play is different to when you know you're doing a self tape or where you're on set and you're you're shooting something. Do I feel like it's what do you mean? Is your approach different? Oh yeah. Um I guess so. Yeah. Like cuz it's interesting because you know this is not what you were saying at all. But yeah. if you were to <laughs> if you were to like infer from that then it's like so like how much of theater depends on what your character's thinking or like the way they're thinking about, you know, why does that line come there you know that kind of way yeah. of like because it's no it's so true like is in well yeah uh, yeah i think i uh, but I, I feel like you still have to do the same um like you still have to look at what's behind the words i mean with theater it's not like you're just saying exactly how you're feeling you know but i th- i feel like it's almost like in the delivery or something do you know what i mean like because i feel like i still do that thing when i have a theater script and i have a film script where i like go through it and like write what i think the character is saying beside their lines or like what i think that they're thinking because another i can't remember who it was once said like you know car- you never are really saying what you're thinking really you what know? are you really thinking now oh, i can't tell you <laughs> Because then I'd have to kill you. What's, what's behind those words? <laughs> what's behind those eyes? Um, I think it's. I think that's cool. Like you know. So mm. I think I. Is that kind of? I don't know if that's kind of what you said, but like, in that like, it's the same almost approach, but it's different. Mm. Well, then let me ask you this: as a writer, mm. what's your approach then when you're writing things? Like, are you thinking? Like, does your brain think in the same way? Like. Because you're a writer, yeah. actor, do you think about like, oh, what will it be like when I am performing this or when I hand this over to another actor to perform? Or are you very much just thinking like, have like, no, this is my writer hat on now and actor me can worry about that problem later? No, yeah. I find that really hard as well because I also find it hard um, when I'm writing. Like, I, you probably feel this as well. Like, I can hear it in my head. Mm-hmm. And like, I want to, I know that you're not supposed to like write too much direction in the script, right? You're not supposed to say, a left a, a tear falls out of her left eye or whatever. Uh, but I find it really hard to like it's in my head and I I know the way that I want it to sound like I know the rhythm of like the gag or whatever. But like I don't want to put that that's like the actor in me going this is how I would perform it. You know that kind of way and mm-hmm. and like obviously everyone has to find their own. And actually I find that really interesting when we did um disconnected that we're doing at the new theater which i'll talk about later please stop <laughs> when we you're did. embarrassing yourself 
Just give up. We'll just stop. We'll just cast one. When we did that at Seen and Heard, and that was like, that was my first time uh, in like doing something that I'd written and being in it. And, um, well, sorry, we did it in the gaiety, but like this was on a different kind of, you know, we were actually doing it to a massive audience. <laughs> um, but it was really interesting to me, like how um, the script got better when. I was like, okay, this is a script, but like, let's all say what feels comfortable. Because I, I hate when you get a script and you're like, that's not how I'd say that, or that phrasing feels slightly awkward or whatever. And like Gordon and Maddie and Sarah, who were in the show, were so great at that. And they made it better, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally. Yeah, like, it, it's a really funny yeah. thing. I was actually listening to two comedians, uh, and one is like very established. Like, he, his name's mm. Pete Holmes, the, the, the guy who was hosting this podcast, and it's mm. called You Made It Weird. I talk about it all the time because it was like, very formative podcast for me. Yeah. Like it really like changed yeah, yeah. the way I think wow, about really? like everything. Yeah, it really did. And then, um, but he's talking to this like up and coming sketch comedian uh, who I'd never heard of. I can't even remember his name now. Um, but he <laughs> had like he I, like I I just went I like you know googled him and you know I was like oh my god that guy has like less followers on Twitter than me for example. Ooh. Not that that is like god, any so popular Tom. I, I am yeah. very popular. Yeah, but yeah. no. But I'm, what I'm saying is that like. You know, this podcast, something that we downloaded hundreds of thousands of times. And it was really interesting listening to this guy who's like got a HBO TV show. He's got yeah. his, his stand up specials and HBO, like Netflix stuff. He's like, you know, kind of like living his dream, yeah. I'd imagine. Uh, and this guy is like, you know, not there, even though they're a similar age. And what he, but he was talking about how, like, what he thinks he does so well is that he knows what makes him funny. And it sounds like what uh, you yeah. were allowing your, like, you know, actors to do there was be like, Gordon, who, by the way, is hilarious. Yeah, it's he's like, so funny. What makes you funny? Maddie, who is so special and hilarious and yeah. weird. It's like, Maddie, what makes you special, hilarious and weird? Exactly. And, like, that's the thing, like, I wrote the characters a certain way, but then when we started rehearsing, I was like, oh my God, that's actually what that character is. So these few lines don't make sense anymore and let's change them because that's so funny. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, you can write a funny joke, but I feel like if it's not in fitting with who the audience have met the character to be, you know, like like when I started writing Maddie's character, she was much more kind of... um not serious but like Maddie made her this kind of wacky like kind of like a little bit <laughs> like not clued in like just head in the clouds a bit which was so funny and she's just kind of dopey or something and and I remember like her saying one day oh that's such a the character's clem that's such a clem thing to say and I was like it is oh my god that's who the character is let's change this or let's do this or whatever you know uh so that's cool but yeah and you know it's really interesting as well what you were talking about in terms of not like you know that thing of as a writer sometimes well actually let me phrase it as a question mm. where did you first hear that that like writing adage of like you know don't over you know prescribe like direction or yeah where, where, like where does that come from in you where did I hear that or like where, oh yeah um I think it was at uh it I think it was in college someone said it to us mm. when I was in Bow Street we loads of like um you know, we'd like, we'd like, well, we had it in the Gaiety as well, writing, but particularly for screen in Bow Street, we had a lot of that. And I think it was someone in there who said it. Uh, 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 oh, no, do you know what? It was Tom Hall when I was in the Gaiety, actually. And he was saying it from an, an acting perspective. And I hope he doesn't mind me saying this if he's listening. Um, to ignore, like, what they're telling, what the script is telling you to do and just do what you feel is truthful. So mm-hmm. if it's like, you know, she looks up or she puts her hands down or she cries or she whatever, that it's like, no, 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 like, throw all that out the window. Like, that shouldn't be there. That's bad writing. It should be like, you should be, um, like it should be up to you 
like how this moment feels you know the actor and like what's yeah. truthful but then but then in a lot of scripts I see it so I wonder like I don't know if this is true sorry are you going to say something I have a theory yeah um, and I don't know who Tom Hall is but I imagine he is much more of an opinion that should be respected than mine <laughs> however uh, I I uh, as a fellow Tom um, I think when writers do that what the because as a writer, especially for screen stuff, because I mm. like I uh, write plays and I'm writing plays and want to write more plays, but like I yeah. really want to be a screenwriter. Really? And, like, yeah. yeah. Like, well, I am a screenwriter. Like, I have yeah. screenplays and like, and yeah, for TV in particular, like I have a real graph for that. Yeah. And one of the, and I li- and I, I and I haven't gone to like you know film school or anything like that. So I, yeah. again, I listen to like a lot of podcasts on it because yeah. there's some amazing writing podcasts out mm. there that like, I, like I think kind of possibly do a comparable job anyway what I'm trying to say mm. is that I think when people put those directions there it's not that they're actually they don't want you to like look up and they don't want you to cry in that line yeah. but what they like their job as a screenwriter especially because it's not like plays because the playwright is so respected yeah. and they won't change a word unless the writer says know, yeah, change the word yeah. in screenplays that's not the thing because like it's like a real old cliche but the movie's written three times like when it's written when it's shot and when it's being edited yeah, yeah, so what yeah. the screenwriter is trying to do is they're trying to like like show what's in their head Head. Yeah, and you have to when you're writing something. You're the only person. Sorry, I'm saying this like you don't know. No, I because I was actually going to say that's. I I was going to say I wonder is that what they and you've just totally answered what I was kind of going to say. Like, I feel like that's what they do because obviously when I'm reading scripts, it's normally for an audition or something. So it's like still in those stages. So it's just to give like uh, that's the script probably from them getting funding. So it's like this is what I see happening. Mm-hmm. So I just wonder. Like I mean, I'm just trying to think of like. Like I've I've done one like feature film, but like I'm just trying to remember if in that they had stuff like that. But I I knew exactly what you mean. Yeah, like the, the, like the writer is the only person who's seen the whole movie, and because they've seen the whole movie, they want to show you what their movie looks like, and they know that. That, like you are the only one who's ever seen it and you are yeah. the only one who ever will see the movie you envisioned because like the minute you start collaborating and like filmmaking is so collaborative that it's automatically just going to change completely yeah. it's going to be completely unrecognisable to yeah. the thing that you made so like they're so desperate to want to put down like their image like the, the colours the, the, the characters the like all the things yeah. to make it as visual and real as possible yeah. and then to let it move on into the next stage no and, yeah I t- yeah I know I know exactly what you mean mm. yeah but yeah, so why do people say it's bad writing though? I wonder. <laughs> uh, because I think it's bad writing if you don't acknowledge the fact that then you have to let it go. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it's only bad like if you take yourself so serious you're like, hey, excuse me, sir, on yeah. page 57, if you'll see that was a comma, not an ellipsis. Well, well I was at, um, uh, oh my God, this is going to kill me now. Um, this really amazing writer. He wrote Vera. Oh my god, I'll think of his name in a minute. He was doing this talk, and um, he said he was talking about um the Big Little Lies. Um, you know that Reese Witherspoon and Nicole Kidman series. It was amazing. I don't know. Do you see it? No, that's really good. Anyway. He was saying that there was a line in it. He was talking about um, like kind of what we're talking about and that kind of thing of like is it bad writing to write in? I think someone literally asked that question, is it bad writing to like write in? And he said that he read, he was reading that script and that there was a line in it where it said about Chaleen Woodley's character, um, she ties her son's shoelace. Uh, we love her for this. And he was like, I thought that was so cool because it was like, here is exactly what I want the audience to feel in this moment. And he and then someone else made the argument they were like, um, actually, it was my my um, wonderful auntie Nyasa. She was like, I, I I don't know, 
she was kind of saying, I think there's another way of doing that that's like gets the feeling across without saying it so bluntly. And he was so cool. He was like, Maybe you're right. Yeah, like, I don't know. And it was like, he wasn't being so like, I think that's great. It mm. was like this kind of open dialogue that I thought was really interesting. So like what half, like half the people in the room thought that it was, that that was great. And the other half were saying like, there's another way of doing that without it being so like literally. Yeah, well, yeah. I think they're, and I think it's so nice that they had like an open dialogue about it. Because yeah. I think they're both right. Because like, I know. I, when he said like, she, you know, um, she ties his shoelace. We love her for this. I know what that looks like. I yeah, just do. I if I'm a director, I know what that means. I know that the kid looks up to his man. They're sitting on the stairs. He looks up. His eyes are huge. And he doesn't even need to smile. He just looks at her like she's the only thing in his world. And her love is the only thing he'll ever need. I think and you could was, also have written that. Yeah, you know, I know. You, they're both I, I fine. Think my, I think now that, I remember, that I'm thinking about it, I think Niasa said something like, um, she ties his shoelace and does so with extreme care or something that like is there a way of writing it without it being so like um or she she carefully ties his shoelace or something because mm-hmm. that's kind of um i don't know but it's yeah, funny though because his, yeah, his yeah. version to me i hate your auntie uh, no, <laughs> <laughs> i'm just i'm so joking uh, but it, like but um yeah it's so funny because like they're both like they're both so right i guess it and it's yeah. that thing of as well like one of the things i love about um we will move on because like this is oh just my god cooking. yeah no i'm enjoying it Sorry, too much though one so. of the things i love about screenwriting it's funny i sent my um i've like written a tv pilot and, oh, wow. and we're in like a like a like a a weird stage with now where it's being like pitched and all you know we have like a Amazing. producer and production company it's great but it's still like it's kind of at like that last stage before like it could just nothing could ever happen I know with it. it's or weird else it'll, like, yeah. it'll like we'll make a pilot or, <laughs> know. or you know write the rest of it whatever the funding thing would work out but it's really exciting to be there with it anyway but like one of the things I sent it to a friend in America because he's into that as well and he, he yeah. lives in Chicago and he's moving to LA and he's kind of um, but it was interesting to get his perspective on it as an American reader because it is like Dublin centric ish yeah. although I think like it would work you know I mean it definitely needs to be set in Dublin but I, I think you know you would understand yeah, it yeah well it. we watch so many films set in the States right. they can watch them with us <laughs> and like one of the things that like uh, he got from it which I love about screenwriting is like you can't like I kind of like write not that I write jokes in the like action lines that like will never be able to be shot but like it's really oh. funny like in the action line like you know if like like someone says something like some like it's okay like right, boyfriend girlfriend scene here me and you right and it's yeah. like Ali, I'm breaking up with you. And then in the action, like, you just write, <laughs> stop. <laughs> For this reason. <laughs> don't let me finish my sentences. What do I do? I don't understand. But like in the action line, they just write, like, it's just like, fuck. So it's not like, no one's saying fuck, but it's just like, no, 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 you know yeah. what a fuck moment But you looks know like. that he, that his face, or sorry, her face falls or whatever. Yeah, you know, do you know yeah. and as an actor, like, mm. that's so exciting to read that because you're yeah. like, no one's telling you crying this line. It's just like, what's your like, Fuck face, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. Like, Ooh, what, like, what's well, that? What's well. that moment? I know. I'm sorry. It's I'll too early in the morning. First, yeah, I know. It's it, it, it's it's like ten to ten in the morning. <laughs> it's way too early for that. Uh, but you know what I mean? Like, that's so exciting. I yeah, love yeah, that. I know. I love that. Yeah, no, I agree. Yeah, that's that's a much more open direction mm. than like her face falls and she cries and she yeah. whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I totally agree. Yeah, yeah, I know. It's kind of. I don't know if there's like a perfect form you can. No, there's not. You've got to find your own voice. Yeah. Like, that's so cliche, but you have to find, like... No, I'm reading scripts, like, is the kind of the only way. Yeah. I know. Especially for screenwriting. Yeah. I think. Well, and for playwriting, of course, but... Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Well, I feel like it's easy. I feel like I have 100, like, plays in my room. Well, not in my room, but, you know, in my house. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, uh, but it's harder because film scripts are, like, online. It's I, mm-hmm. I find it harder to read stuff on... The computer, like I much prefer having something physically in my hand. Um, so I feel like I've read so many more plays than I have read like screenplays, which yeah. Hey, twenty nineteen. We've probably seen so many more movies than you've seen. That's plays. true, exactly. So yeah. it all comes full circle. At the end, can we pull a Christmas cracker? Yeah, yeah, I know because they're 
this Christmas cracker is here in front of us. Yeah, that's an important no bit of context. <laughs> like, just not me randomly being like... Can I run out and grab a Christmas cracker <laughs> and bring it back in? You just wait here. Um, yeah, because they're there and I don't... Like, they're not ours. Like, I didn't buy them, but they're scattered around the table and they were here. When, like, it was like they were left. It's like... Yeah, so, they're... We like, should just take them as a gift. Yeah, I mean, I we could do that. Anyway, let's give it a spin. <laughs> A festive spin. This is the last episode I'm going to record in 2018. Oh my god! BT Dubs. <laughs> Hashtag on it. <laughs> uh, all right, here we go. Number 16. Do you have it? Yes. Nice oh one. Oh my god, that's so exciting. You okay. were proper excited there. I know. That was very because I was close because the last one was 17. So mm. number 16. What kind of a teenager were you? Oh my gosh! How honest do I? Um, I, I do I be? I dare you <laughs> to be as honest as you can. Um, you know it's so funny. Like I was in um. I was in Metal Heart, the film that um, it's it's coming out soon, I think. Uh, and we were at the premiere in Galway, and I was we were on stage, right? And um, I play in the in the in the film. I play this like um, I guess I'm I'm like you know seventeen, eighteen, and um, we're kind of the we're the Liam McNamara who plays uh Chantal. We're like her best friends and. We come across as kind of mean in one scene, but Hugh, when we when he was directing it, was really like, you know, I want these girls aren't just like the mean girls. Like, there's a lot more to them. We talked a lot about it. And when I I was kind of caught off guard, you know, they do that thing where they're like, tell us about your process, and like Jordan and Mo Dunford were standing beside us, and next thing the microphones to me, and I'm like, I have like five scenes in this film, like. Oh my god, this is like no one wants to hear about my process. So we pass. I like kind of passed it to the next person and went down to another lead character at the end. Then it came back up and I suddenly with my hand again. I was like, um, and so I started talking and then I said, um, you know, it wasn't hard for me because I was really mean. I was really mean when I was in school. And I was like, what did I just say? That's such a weird thing to say. <laughs> so you know, those things afterwards where you're like, oh my god, I can't believe I what said that. What a gorgeous thing to say, though. Like, is in like that. Like, it, it was so weird. But like, how, how? Like, that is probably the most honest thing like I've ever heard. Like, well, I did. Okay, because everyone like mm. I, I can think of. I I I was bullied in school, and oh god, I definitely like also was part of like some kind of bullying. In well, school. okay, this is the thing, right? So I think that in school it's not as easy as being like because I would say like. Like I wouldn't say I was bullied, but like I had girls who were mean to me. But like I was probably also I. I mean I don't think I was actually that mean in school. God, I hope the girls from school aren't no, listening no, to no, me. No, like, oh my no, god, no. <laughs> actually have my school reunion on Saturday. Um, five years, so weird, isn't it? Anyway, that's cool. You're doing one after five years. I know. I actually can't wait. Yeah, because I still our school was quite small. So um, I think that like I. Uh, no, okay. I, I tell you exactly what I think. Uh. I was quite innocent until I was maybe like 13 or 14 and then we kind of started kind of, when I was in my fourth year we kind of got we started hanging out with the like um people in the year above us and we kind of thought we were really cool mm. and I think maybe when I was that age and I think that's kind of like what was in my head when I was on stage in Galway talking about metal heart or whatever like <clears throat> I think that I like cared a lot about um being cool or like being in the cool group and I think that that maybe I wasn't intentionally ever mean to people but I'd say I like maybe like subconsciously kind of ignore people that I didn't think were like cool mm-hmm. or like that were going to get me to like I was kind of like a social climber I suppose and it wasn't until I was kind of in um, I think I was probably in sixth year that I was like 
oh my god like I can be a bit of a bitch sometimes like why do I care about that and I and I there were loads of girls in my year who I really liked but I wasn't that good friends with and kind of in sixth year I became quite good friends with them and I'm it's funny like I'm still really good friends with those girls now and it was kind of I had this like awakening in sixth year of like actually I don't really care about all this like trying to be cool and trying to be like that and uh it wasn't that I like left all my friends behind, but I just kind of broadened my like mindset. I think. Yeah. And, and, and so, like, what? And, and by the way, like, I don't know how to express this without saying like, this is a safe space, or like, I'm I'm hearing no, the story no, with yeah, like, yeah. Talk, like, it, this is I I actually find this, I think maybe why I'm a little bit interested as well. We were talking about like you know writing and stuff. The play yeah. I'm writing at the moment that I was telling you, um, <laughs> plug my own writing. Oh. Uh, two can play at that game, Hardiman. <laughs> Um, but no, the play I'm writing now it's about two guys who who went to school together and mm. like were like were were just not kind to each other. Yeah. Like they were mean to each other. And I don't like the word bullying because it sounds like childish to me, even though I know it's not. But like yeah. it sounds like it sounds. Uh, you put it really nicely earlier. It's not as black and white. As no, that. it's it's not. And like, especially like I don't know what it was like in your school, but with girls, it's not like I don't think any. I don't think anyone I know who was bullied or bullied people would ever call it that mm-hmm. because it's yeah, like that yeah. sounds like what when an you're intelligent thing eleven or something. You know? So what did what did what did the not being kind look like to you when when you were doing it? Like what was it? Because well, I, t- I tell you what, it was this kind of stuff like um you know like you'd be invited to a party mm-hmm. and one of your friends wasn't and she'd be ringing you and you'd ignore the call. Do you know that kind of stupid yeah. stuff? And I feel like sometimes it, and I, but I think that like because I kind of became a, quite aware of it when I was six year, like it's, I hate that kind of stuff now, but I still see it happening with like friends my own age. And I'm just like, oh my God, guys, did we not leave that in secondary school? You know? Totally. Because I think like what's so lovely about what you're saying is that you like realized you caught it in six year. So you're like 18. Yeah. But okay. I, I feel like I sound like I've. <laughs> I was no, like being really. No, you don't. You, I, I, Do you know what I'm I mean? It's you. like you it's, like, it's like subtle or something. It's like yeah. this kind of subtleness that I feel like a lot of, um, and like I see it in like my younger cousins. Like it's like this subtle meanness that you kind of get to when you're 16, 17 because you want to be a certain way and your like image is so important to you. That And then you get that little bit older, like when you're like 18 or whatever, and you're just like, oh. Who cares, do you know? Yeah. You know, there's this memory I have mm. um, of walking home from school with a guy that I was friends with, but like, who did also annoy me. Yeah. He, he annoyed me because, like, again, this is not, I'm not <laughs> proud of what I'm saying here, but it's, no, uh, it's, yeah. it is honest. And I can tell you that. He, like, annoyed, he was my friend, but he annoyed me. Like, I, I found, like, I'll, this is an even worse thing to say. Like, I found him to be stupid sometimes. Yeah, I was yeah. like, you're being stupid now <laughs> yeah. and it was annoying to me and one day when we're walking home and I'll never forget it I I I pushed him into a bush like oh like jokingly like I didn't like shove him in like at all like it wasn't like I yeah. threw him on the floor yeah. I like but it was bu- physical, bumped yeah. his shoulder and he kind of like bounced off a bush oh, gosh, yeah. I I think about it all the time cuz like if I if I'm going home at the weekend cuz it wasn't like funny it was like kind of like annoyed like it, yeah. no do you think do you think <laughs> was it it was funny like it was a funny thing to do and he laughed about it he wasn't like what the fuck oh, but like right. but that's what kind of made it worse that like I got a, I got yeah, away with it being yeah. like I'm mm. just being funny and it wasn't I was actually just being a little bit cruel in that moment and lashing out no I was also probably like 14 you know yeah. what I mean so I can have loads of empathy for like what I did and I'm yeah. and I, I'd like to think um, I've, I've thought <laughs> about like reaching out about this moment oh but I gosh. also think that it was possibly so 
like not memorable for him it'd be so weird yeah I know exactly what you mean like but it's I, funny how those like those little moments like you like are so vivid and so big to you mm-hmm you know that you don't like like when I was saying about that phone like that like for instance when I was saying someone's ringing you come to a party and you don't answer like that is a moment that like I'd be going to bed and I'd start thinking about that and I wouldn't be able to sleep because I'll just go what sort of a person does that and I think I'm like I think my parents like my parents are like uh, oh my god me obsessed with my family Mm. but they're pretty grounded and I feel like they could kind of see when I was hanging out with people maybe that they didn't think had like the right values or whatever and I feel like they and like you know I'd be like why do you hate my friend mom whatever at the time and now I'm like I totally know why you didn't like her because she you know like in a way like now when I'm, I yep. can kind of see it or something um but like I also like I like I remember being and like it's still the thing and like I talk about it all the time my friends about this whole whatsapp group thing like I remember being in um sixth year and like uh, these girls in my year, like we had this WhatsApp group. Um, I won't say too much in case any of them listen to this. And th- and one of them deleted me from it because I wasn't hanging out with them enough or something. And it absolutely broke me. I was devastated. I was. I remember. I remember so clearly crying to my mum at home and my friend was dropping in something and she was like, "Are you okay?" And my face was all red and I was t- told her and she was like, "Oh, you know what it's like." And I was like, why are we like, like, why do we know what it's like? You know, like, what, like, mm. and, and, and even now, and, and I was so, and they, and they, then it became this whole joke that I wasn't in the WhatsApp group and whatever, but I felt really laughed out. Like, it really upset me. And I was, I, I just remember that feeling of like being like, I feel like I'm being bullied, but like, it's not, I'm not being bullied, you know, like, it's like not as black and white as that. And like, I know they didn't mean it, you know, well, I don't know. <laughs> but, um, I just think, and and now I feel like so many of my friends, their circles depend are dependent or like are because of their WhatsApp group. Yeah. Oh, I mean, completely. Like WhatsApp so groups are weird. like the new mass. You know what I mean? Like that's where, like that's where you know what's going on. It's kind of where plans are made. But like it's like this thing where like I I know people who are in a WhatsApp group from school who aren't even friends with half the people in the group, but they still have this group and they still have their Christmas dinner and they're like, this is, it's just bizarre. It's probably it? the biggest change like since like technology has come in and okay yeah. let's change everything but like whatsapp groups are like new enough you know what yeah. i mean like they're they're way newer than like whatsapp even like you know what i mean uh, and i think that like even i don't know i don't know what i'm in like a few i'm not actually in that many whatsapps and like sometimes it gives mm. me anxiety i'm like oh, you're not you're missing out on oh my like, god i know like what you mean? And, and, and and one of the things that i think it's changed like, i don't know what what um Sorry to make this so like black and white gender, but like I'm in like a lot of like lads WhatsApp groups mm. with like guys from home, and like my like I I've, I I say this like jokingly, but like some of my friends from home and I love them to bits, but like they're they're not like like they're not always like nice people, you know what I mean? <laughs> like like they're not like the people I'm friends yeah. with, like in the acting community yeah, who I know yeah. are like very loving, very sensitive, very like empathetic, and sure like can they have like moments of like mm. dodginess or like bad thoughts? Of course they can. They're, they're fucking human beings, and and like they're. Yeah artists as well so they're like probably very aware of them but like you know what's a huge change in like sometimes I've seen these whatsapp groups is like that you know um um like stuff being shared like you know like there was a video recently that went up of like you know um, a a guy and a girl like who were having sex and 
like and, on a dormitory oh my God, corridor. Yeah, seen, You've seen that? Seen okay, that, yeah. so you, like, do, I know because it does the rhymes. You know what yeah. I mean? Or, or like then like, a, you know, a voice message where someone's accusing Conor McGregor of, <laughs> of raping someone. Oh, 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 oh yeah, I mean like, so like this has gone around and then like, you know, the WhatsApp messages from like, uh, like, um, or Aaron, or who was it? One of his sisters yeah, and the dog. The neck of his. And yeah, all yeah. this, like this is like WhatsApp culture. I know, it's bizarre. It really is. Yeah, and it's like nothing is safe now because it'll just be sent around the WhatsApp groups and stuff. Like, right, like, like yeah. I, I, I've had nightmares before where like I do something like it gets videoed it goes in the lab bible oh and I'm famous God. as like the guy who like stuck his dick in a car exhaust I know but it's so well don't do that I won't Tom. do that I don't think that's a good idea. I probably won't do that. Well, maybe. Like, I mean, no, but you know what I'm saying. Like, while you're doing it, well, exactly. Like, you just do something that, like, you don't even like, like, as in, like, for example, like, you just get locked, right? I know, yeah. And and you do something that, like, you're not proud of, or like, be so careful. Yeah, or yeah, gosh, like I saw the other day, for example, someone fell asleep outside McDonald's in Grafton Street, and there were these guys, and they weren't his friends. I'm almost certain, uh, and they were like recording him and like you know poking him, and he was just like off his face and like. I kind of um, waited around him. Like there was like four guys recording him. I like maybe I should have. I didn't go over and say like you fuck off. But I kind of waited till they walked off, and I kind of went up and just woke your man up. And I was like, "Are you general? We get a taxi, you know." Um, we got him in a taxi. That's anyway. probably the best way. Then, I think it but, was, yeah. but but you know what I mean. Like for example, like that guy is not going to remember that in the morning. And you know, in another universe, like something happens, like he just wakes up and all of a sudden vomits. It goes viral, and like yeah, now that guy like maybe loses his job, or like yeah. you know, his mom and dad are like ashamed of him or like something happens well it's like that yeah it's like you know if you're out on a night out and you wake up with the fear it's like then you can't escape like I just I just think that'd be the worst thing. you know like it's so damaging really like forget about like what people losing your job whatever it's almost like your own view of yourself like I like I feel like that would be really hard to see or something you know it's 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 just such a weird thing that you can just you know like People can just whip out their phone and in two seconds it's everywhere. You and, know, and you know like why, take a video or... like my theory and why people like this stuff and why it's popular in WhatsApp mm. groups, it's because everyone knows that like on another day that was them. Yeah, or else or yeah, and it makes or else it makes them feel good about themselves that it's not them. Exactly. Like know, like yeah. like that could have been me. Like I'm yeah. sure I'm sure ever like everyone has one thing that if like someone turned a camera on at the wrong time, like you would have gone viral yeah. for being an idiot. Yeah. I'm sure everyone has one. Like yeah. I'm sure my granny had one. You know what I mean? Like I'm <laughs> yeah. sure literally everyone has yeah. done like one thing that the rest of the world would say, Oh, you fucking idiot and yeah. then because they didn't get like it, yeah 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 you know yeah. it's weird no, I do, yeah. will we give it a spin let's go for another one like we're potentially on track to have the least amount of balls ever oh out oh my god really yeah but only because we're having we lovely keep chats tracking <laughs> yeah we're having great chats so, so it's all fine okay here we go number 12 do you have it oh um no no uh-huh. worries number 12 the question is do you ever wish you were born as the opposite gender no definitive yeah no I don't really know how to describe that. That's absolutely fine. <laughs> I don't think I ever feel that. What's your favourite thing I mean, about... I think men have it easier. <laughs> yeah. But that's interesting. Sure. You think men have it easier, yet you have no interest in having it easier? Ooh, I like the struggle. Yeah. Um, I guess... Um, I don't know why I don't ever wish... That's just never something that I've thought about. Yeah, do you know what? No one's ever said yes, ever. Really? No. It's a weird question. I like the question because it kind of can get us talking about, like, gender Yeah, and I know, stuff, yeah. But, 
I'm afraid I'll sound really ignorant, like whatever I say about oh, that. Um, why? Why do you think you're? Because you, you've said that a couple of times. That you're really, gonna sound I, 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 that's like, yeah, I guess that's like my biggest fear about myself. Like, I don't want to. I, I just feel like I want to be so sensitive to everyone's. Um, feelings about things especially things like gender because it's people have such deep rooted um feeling about it and like I don't so like my opinion is like um could be insult like what I say like without meaning it or without thinking about it could be could be hurtful to someone who it means a lot to do you know what I mean sure but as someone listening to you like I can hear you're talking from like a place of love and you're I, I think it would be <laughs> do you know what would be do you know what would be really offensive to someone who was really into gender if you pretended to be like I actually yeah. think that that's the truth. If like yeah, I think once true. you're being honest, even if it's not like a popular honesty, and once you're not being like a cunt, do you know what I mean? Yeah. If you were, if you were being like I don't know, like you know, like women are so moany, or like all men are abusers, or something. Then you're like, okay, well, like calm down a minute. But you're not. You're you're just trying to express. It's really complicated. Yeah. Like, it's real complicated. It is really complicated, and it's really it's really important as well. Though I feel like I, um. I think it's really like I know people are like oh we're getting too like um politically correct and stuff now but I feel like it has to go one way because we were so far the opposite so it has to and then we'll meet somewhere uh, balance it you know but I just feel like I I understand why people get annoyed when comedians and stuff make jokes about it because I understand that it's like um I understand that it's like a raw topic or something you know so. Yeah well I mean like there's just been such like a systematic like oppression you know yeah. of like women for so long that like there's anger there and there's pain there and like that's oh yeah well, well sorry earned. what like when when i feel like about um like like uh being like being a woman uh like i was reading um normal people i just started reading it i don't know if you've read it and there's a part in it where this guy um like this girl this guy she doesn't really know comes and like kind of like grabs her and like squeezes her boob or something mm. and she's really upset about it and everyone's like oh my god it's fine and I feel like I remember being in those situations where a guy kind of touches you like inappropriately but like it, you you kind of he's a friend of everyone or like maybe you know him and you're like you laugh it off but there's a bit of you that feels really weird about it and like I just feel like I was like growing up and stuff. We just weren't aware of like actually you can turn around and be like go fuck yourself. Like do not touch me like that or you know. But that I you would be afraid at the time that everyone would think that you were like this really, you know, like uptight or something. Yeah. Or, yeah. Yeah. And what now as an adult and in an I think it's fair to say like you know. Like we're the same age, I'm pretty sure. Mm. Like we grew up in like let's let's say like let's say the difference from when we were eighteen to now. So like yeah. like eight years or, or no, not even eight years, less, like six, seven years. Yeah. Um that six, six years, yeah. So like you're twenty four. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I'm twenty five. <laughs> so um but that it it's different now. Like it actually is different. Mm. Like even like I don't like it's such it's <laughs> I was thinking about this the other day. I was like anything that you can put a hashtag before, like just kind of sounds like a joke now. But like mm. with the whole Me Too thing, because I'm not talking about the hashtag. I'm talking about like the actual movement of like yeah. calling people out and saying like no, like my body isn't a vehicle for you to express some yeah. fucked up desire within yourself. Like that's Thank not God. what I am for you. Yeah. You know. So like, but as you said, like it, for you to have done that you know as a as a young woman or as a teenager would be viewed differently because if you do that now people are kind of like going to be like yeah and there's like a culture yeah. you know starting to develop which is great like that says that that's not okay 
has that culture empowered you to feel more comfortable to you know as you said to tell someone to fuck off uh, yeah definitely and it's funny it's the first time I feel like I've ever really cared about something like um like I feel like I'd never really get into like arguments about things in the world with people but now I feel like I do more because it is feels very very close to me and like like I would never really be someone who used to bring up my like political views or whatever but now I feel like if someone says something that I don't agree with I'm like I'll say it like which I never did before because I feel much more backed up or something um, which is kind of a great feeling I guess um, mm. and it's also weird then like when you kind of are more aware of it you're like I can't believe like that person said that that time or like I didn't say anything or I watched this film and it was, or like yeah when you watch like old films and stuff and you're just like like I watched um is it 16 candles or um I think it was 16 candles um and in the film uh just so weird I don't know if you've seen it no and there's this anyway this has been the film where this girl um is uh it's like at, they're at a party, okay, and it's like the young kind of guy who's young, who like who's like the loser, whatever in the film, like who's trying to be really cool, um, go is hanging out with the much older, like I don't know what do you call them, like you know the, those cliche characters yeah, in films, the like jocks, the, the like, jock and the younger kid who's sure. like got braces and he's like I want to be, and the the jock like meets some other girl or the lead character Molly, Molly Ringwald and is like um is that what her name is Molly Ringwald Molly Ring I always get it wrong. I've I've heard the She's name. Got red hair. Anyway, yeah, he's he one he loves her now, right? So he basically gives. It's so weird, but you need to watch it. His beautiful cheerleader girlfriend to this who's really drunk to the younger guy, mm. and puts her in the car with him, and the kid drives off, and like she wakes up and she's like, "Are you you know Barry?" And he goes, "Yeah," and he's not, and he goes home with her, and you know that they've like whatever like they wake up the next morning and she's like did we and he's like yeah she's like oh it is so weird and it's like this was this huge film that everyone loved and it's just so when you watch it you're like he just raped her essentially Mm -hmm. like they just put her they totally like abused her being drunk and like it was so weird yeah that's so funny you bring this up because on the same podcast I was talking about earlier that you made it weird one where the two comedians were talking yeah um, they were talking about this film called Revenge of Revenge of the Nerds yeah and it was basically like about like a bunch of like you know nerds who'd been you know oppressed by like the jocks and as a result kind of felt like they had no respect from like, you know, the hot cheerleaders because it was literally just about these archetypes. So like, it was literally a a, a film about like these nerds in inverted commas, like lashing out, like so like putting like cameras in the girls oh changing rooms and and like but like we were cheering like isn't I sorry I haven't seen the film but I, I'm representing the view that no, these I know, people yeah. they were like but like back in the I think this came out in the like let's call it the 90s for the yeah. crack and they're like we were cheering for the nerds we were like yeah fuck those cheerleaders like they didn't they didn't want ye because like you know ye were like yeah. goofy and like you know they'd like they I don't know what they do like they like they'd um they'd spike the the jocks drinks or whatever you know what I mean whatever whatever they do and, and like we were cheering for them, even yeah. though like they were behaving like assholes. Oh, it's it's just it's so weird when like they say you know um, someone was saying that that and even some friends episodes some they're like oh yeah watch it it doesn't age well yeah and I was like what the hell do they mean by that and then I was like 
yeah. Like Sixteen Candles does not age well. Yeah. Is Sixteen Candles a comedy? Yeah. It's funny. I don't know how true this is, to be honest, because I am not like a student of like older films um maybe to my shame but like mm. they do say that about comedy that it doesn't age well generally yeah, really? yeah. Okay, because yeah. like comedy is normally going for something that's like surprising and often because it's surprising it's taboo but things that are yeah. taboo then like even like even if if like like what's an example like i don't know I think like I for, know what you mean. like for example now like when we were growing up people would have like freely said the word like retard like that's a yeah. thing that like my friends would have like called me if i fell over they were like oh look at you being a retard yeah. we don't say that now like i know i've said it three times because <laughs> I mean, you're going to say that or the or word and then you're just going to say it in your head and like, it's like, what's the difference? Like, but we don't, we or don't, the or word. Okay. We, we don't say that now. You know what I mean? Like that yeah. is not, that's just not a kind mm. word to use, especially like, you know, people who have like a disability, like it kind of just dehumanizes Absolutely. them a little bit. We don't say that now, but that was, that was common yeah, vernacular. Yeah. Same with like, you know, faggot because they're talking about it so much with fairy tale in New York now, I know, which is yeah. really interesting because like. Kind of like, I kind of like, I can understand people who are like, it's just a word, we don't mean anything. But I can also understand, like, like, as in, I think, I, I, no, absolutely. every single young man was called faggot. I yeah. guarantee you every single yeah. one of us. But like, I have no idea. I'm like, a, I'm straight. I have no idea what it was like to be aware that like, well, I know what this word means mm. is that like, you're talking about gay people and yeah. you're talking about gay people in a way that they are less than. And like, that's like a horrible association to grow yeah. up with. And like, I can just imagine that every time you hear that word, it's just a little dagger, a little fucking dagger. Absolutely. And you're like, oh, if we could like eradicate a little dagger from someone's life, I, I am happy to do that. Yeah, yeah. Like, you know, I think you've got to be... Uh, uh, absolutely. It's an, it's the same, well, like obviously uh, slightly different um, with Baby It's Cold Outside. You know, right. And when you listen to that now, I'm like, oh my God, yeah. It's, so, it's kind of weird, like... Yeah, yeah. Like, I mean, it, it, it's all... Well, I mean, it's different with, like you were saying, like, that's, like, directly... I suppose you could say that about Baby It's Cold Outside as well. Yeah, but, like, just I don't that feel as strongly word. as about Baby It's Cold Outside, I have to say. I'm... I I feel like I know what you mean, because in some parts of it, I'm like, oh, it's just, she's just, it's just kind of like this, like, I don't feel, I don't know, like, it's kind of like a joke between them. Like, oh, I can't stay. Okay, I'll stay, you know. But... But I, I kind of, and like I was saying earlier, I kind of understand when people are really passionate about it because I think it has to go that way to cut. I think we have to be like that for a while. You know, we have to be we, um very politically correct and we have to like realise all the things that that it's been like because it's been the opposite way for so long. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So I think we're, I think that people deserve, like we all deserve to have really strong feelings about all these things now because we're all just kind of realising what it's been like. Yeah. Well, okay, some of us are realising some people have been feeling like this for a long time. Sure, sure. Yeah, but yeah. I'm, you know, on it, like there's an, a, like a national universal awareness about it now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Will you give it a spin? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, the clock, don't let the clock guide you too much. Yeah, it's we, really confusing. You see, we were chatting for ages before it started, so like, it, the clock for people who don't know, is that an hour now? But okay. like, we still have like 20 minutes oh, left. Oh, grand, okay. Does yeah. that make sense? Yeah. All right, here we go. Number 18. Do you have it? Oh, um, no. I think oh. 16, 17 and 18 have come out, which is... Oh my God, yeah, actually true. Weird. All right. it. Yeah, exactly. Uh, just like obsessed with the teens. <laughs> it's fun. Uh, all right, here we go. Uh, number 18, the question is, are there any things you do to stay healthy day to day? Oh, yeah. I mean, I, I work out a bit, a good bit. What do you do? Do you go gym? I work out so much. I like love working out, you know, just really care about it. 
Um, I go I go to the gym in the morning or I go for a run. Uh, what like how many kilometers do you like to do? Um, I don't actually. I just run. I live really near Dunleary Pier, mm. so I'll get up in the morning. Yeah, oh. and I um, I'll run the pier. But so. It sounds kind of stupid, but that's how I'm like, I track my fitness because I'm able to tell how long I'm able to run it for without stopping or whatever. Um, But I'll run that in the morning um, or else I'll go to the gym around the corner yeah, and I just like try and eat healthy. Yeah. What about like the mental end of things? Like, oh, sorry. Yeah, no, yeah. no, 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 like, no. <laughs> I, I literally, it, it's one of the weirdest questions. I think um, when John Doran was on, he slagged a few of my questions really effectively to the point where like now I, <laughs> like I'm like, that is a ridiculous question because the, the way this question is actually written is it's meditation, mindfulness, exercise, therapy. Are there any things you do day to day to stay healthy? Okay. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, and, like, yeah, uh, yeah. and there's another one so where I'm it's like, like uh, <laughs> he slagged this one really effectively. Uh, he was like, this is like how the question is actually phrased. With the benefit of hindsight, was there a catalyst moment that made you realize you want to pursue? It's a, like blank insert whoever I have on oh, the career, yeah, but like yeah, it was like, yeah. and he was like, like it was just really funny, like because he was just like, with the benefit of hindsight, like as in like as in like the question works perfectly well without it, like without yeah. Was there a catalyst? Is moment? it kind of like your your lead and the kind yeah, of like I'm, I'm always yeah. trying to make the guest feel safe, like so like I feel yeah. like if I provide examples with you, like yeah. they're like not with you with anyone that yeah, I'm like yeah. that makes them like no oh this they is know where, where they're going yeah like, and the same with the benefit of hindsight it's just like because you get to like the, you know we're, we're just looking back and like what's already happened and it's yeah. like, it's safe. I don't know. Like I think, like that's yeah. the only way I can rationalize it. But I'm always hyper aware. It's good thought behind that, though. Yeah, no, like <laughs> it, it, yeah, I've thought about it a lot. But also, I I appreciate John slagging. John it. slagging is a wonderful thing. <laughs> I I love being slagged by John Doran because again, like oh, I haven't experienced it enough. Oh really? He's he's like he's he's one of my dearest friends oh. and, and he he like but he he has this wonderful way of when he slags you like it it, it feels loving because it's like real specific attention yeah. on you i love when people i actually love when people do that when they take the piss out of you really specifically yeah because it's like oh you're noticing me Thanks. yeah exactly <laughs> like have i noticed that Thanks you're in so love with your brother Huh? Yeah. Wait, what did you say? I actually didn't hear. I was thinking, I was like, yeah, you, you'll have to listen back to the oh, podcast no. now to hear. I know it's not about my brother. Was it one of the me being obsessed with him? Okay, I, I, listen, answer the question, tuned, please. Um, no, but in terms of like the mental health side of Sorry, things, yeah. what, like, because um, obviously, like exercise is just so good for that anyway. Yeah. Does yeah. that kind of cover it for you, or like, um, do you do you like do you are you an anxious person? Yeah, probably. Yeah. I I was saying to my mom like recently, when I was younger, and I'm still like this now. I would really worry about my brother. And, and my parents but my parents last said but like my obsession with my brother continues mm. like where he is if he's okay blah blah and um, we were talking about it recently I can't remember what the story was and my mum was like oh and Ali was so worried because you know whatever and I was like yeah mum like you laugh at that some people will call that severe anxiety as a child <laughs> um, so I feel like I like I, about things like that but I wouldn't be like worrying I don't think I I worry about specific things like that. I mean, like everyone, you know, but I do this really weird thing that you're going to think is so strange. But, you know, when you're talking about like podcasts and like things to listen to, like I can't listen. I don't like listening to anything to do with my career when I listen to a podcast. Like I I really don't like that. I I feel like that puts me in a really weird like headspace uh, where it makes me kind of like this. I know we're in. No, we're in head stuff. Oh. And you know what's really funny? And it's right. It's right there. What is? Oh no, Headspace is the app. It's the it, that's yeah. the me, that's the meditation, like mental health, mindfulness. But I app. haven't, I haven't used, I actually haven't used that, but I've, I've heard it's really cool. But so what I do, and I think I saw um, Kira Smith post about this sometimes as well, uh, and it's a really weird kind of um, 
thing that I relax to, but I love listening to murder mysteries and stuff. Oh yeah. Um, I mean, I feel like maybe a lot of people are like that, but it's this weird kind of like um. Re- release I have when I listen to them. It's like, you know what, like you know, my my problems and my worries are minute compared to like the bigger problems in the world or these murders that have never been solved and you know whatever um and I I find them fascinating like I think if I wasn't in this industry I'd definitely be involved in like crime or something uh, I find it so so interesting uh so I do that and I feel like that kind of keep for some weird reason and I can't explain it but like I know it keeps me kind of um it's like my little treat or something mm-hmm. that I so like what if like in the morning when I'm getting ready or when I'm going out or whatever like I'll I'll throw it on like listening in the background and it's just this kind of weird like kind of nice um thing that I do to like balance everything out. Yeah and that's so interesting what you're saying about not listening to career stuff. In, yeah. So do, do you find that then if you're listening to podcasts or something like that is the function kind of like a little anxiety reliever in a sense and like the thought of thinking about work can yeah. trigger anxiety. Because do you know why? Because I think I think about work so much like do you? Yeah, yeah. Uh, so what? Like, sorry, I, I don't mean what do you to be. Think about what you're say? <laughs> no, no, but like, what? Like, what does that look like on a day to day basis? As in, like, is it kind of? I don't even know how to phrase this. Like, do you find it hard to switch off? Like, are you doing? Yeah. Are you doing things every single day that, for yeah. work? Yeah. Yeah. All the time. Mm-hmm. I just feel like everything that I do is, um, like. And I do this weird thing where sometimes if if I've got a dilemma, I'll go, which is going to help my work, and I'll go for it towards that. Um, and like, and like one of my friends was slagging me the other day. They've sort of called me the flake because like we used to always hang out on Friday nights. But sometimes if I'm like riding and I feel like my riding, I'm like kind of in the zone. I'll text them like, "Hey guys, like I'm not going to come over or whatever." And they're like, "Oh yeah," but like, okay, they're my really close friends, so it's okay with them. And I like obviously it's important to have all your um friends and family and to do all that stuff as well but but I um I do think I like I never really switch off with uh but I think it's especially like and you might feel this as well like when you're like a writer as well or putting on your own shows and I produce the shows as well like it's a lot to I love it like I absolutely love it so but like I'm always on my email I'm always there's always something going on that I have to sort or there's always some application or and then and then being an actor like which is what I am first and foremost like auditions or filming or this I'm doing a show you know that kind of way so there's always I feel like something going on mm. so if I'm not acting I'm writing and if and while I'm writing I'm usually producing as well and if you're like say flaking on a Friday night mm, whatever that know. might be what do you will you literally be like guys I'm on a bit of a roll here I'm writing Aww. or will you make up an excuse will you lie Aww. and I, you know what Dan if you're listening I'm so sorry <laughs> he gives out to me he goes Ali just say like I don't want to hang out to, or I can't hang out tonight like I'll be like guys okay like I made myself sound so good a minute ago but actually the truth is that I'll be like hey guys like I'll probably pop down in about an hour and then an hour pass I'm like hey guys like probably be another half an hour and then it goes on and I never and I'm always like guys I'm sorry I'm not going to come or whatever and I always leave it to the last minute What do you do on these Friday nights by the way? Oh Tom wouldn't you love to know? I actually really want to um, well, see, Okay so what, what happens sometimes is that like I'll be uh, well if I'm like filming or um in a show or something that's unavoidable obviously so they don't mind that but it's like if I'm writing something um, and I I feel like I'm onto something I don't want to get a, I don't want to leave it because I 
I feel like sometimes you could sit down to write and you could be sitting there for three hours staring at the wall and nothing's happening. Mm-hmm. And then sometimes you sit down and it's just like, oh my God, it's all coming out. And like, I just want to finish this and I just want it to. So, um, so that's normal. That's, oh, I prom again, Dan, if you're listening, I promise that's what it is. I'm not bailing on you for someone else. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, it's normal. It's, sorry, because it's they're my neighbours. They live beside me and we always hang out together. Um, but that's... Uh, that's what do you do? I need to know what you do. Oh, sorry. What do we normally do? Yeah. Oh, God, sorry. Oh, my God. No, sorry. I just, I, I, like. Oh, like, oh, just, be, oh, we just be like, I don't know, going to someone's house or like going to the cinema or like, um, I don't know. Like, wouldn't we go, like, going into town or anything? No, yeah. Sorry. That was just it. I would just. Oh, sorry. No, no, no. Don't be silly. So boring no, there. but like, I, I, so, like, it, no, I, I guess what, where that question was coming from was it sounded very sweet of like, we meet up on a Friday night. I was just a bit jealous. I was like, that sounds so lovely. Yeah. Well, it's, I have, um, my neighbours, my two neighbours, Dan and Dan, who I adore, and uh, another friend of mine, Enya, who lives around the corner, and Ali. There's kind of a couple of us who live quite close to each other. Sorry, it's there's two Ali's, two, two Dan's. two Ali's and two Dan's. And we went and on an holiday Enya, together. Which is just like, I mean, she can go for There's herself. a couple of others, you know, in the mix as well. I'm just, God, they're going to be so honoured that I said, talked about them. Yeah, um, yeah. But me and Ali and Dan and Dan went on holidays together. <laughs> it was just, everyone was tagging us afterwards. Just like, it was just kind of bizarre I guess that's outrageous Ali Ali Dan Dan yeah Ali Ali, Ali Dan, squared, Dan. Dan squared that sounds like something that like would go viral could be a good show actually. I was thinking about this recently you know like the dab yeah <laughs> were you ready to do it there I, I did, it, did I not do it <laughs> no it's, I'm not going to do it. It, it it'll work really well on the podcast yes uh, <laughs> but the dab uh, the floss like flossing you know the, yeah. the thingy <laughs> I know, yeah like, that was really good I keep like not committing to the moves no. and like half doing them here for Ali's entertainment <laughs> we're so lucky this isn't like a YouTube podcast um, for now uh, but what Ooh. I was going to say to you was like uh, like, so they're like the big two like dance moves of the last few years then there was yeah. like um, I don't know was there like was like the uh, Harlem Shake do you remember that thing yeah all these things I feel like that'd be like a worthwhile thing just trying to like spend your life doing is come up with the next one because they're all <laughs> kind of similar like, yeah but you'd v- have to patent it so you'd get paid for it yeah, yeah, that's but like you. This this would literally be your job. Like you become an expert. Like you'd you do the science of like the dab yeah, to the floss to the Harlem from? Shake. Like, that's what I'm saying. Like, but they're all very similar. They're kind of like arms, like a bit of like head, maybe. Like that's all they are. Maybe did a little the, knee bend. Did the floss come from that kid? Um, I got a feeling of the blues. Yeah, that guy. I'm deeply offended by that. You know him. I don't. Uh, Thank uh, God. The yodeler. Yodeling's amazing. Oh, what's his name? Mason something. Oh, he's so cute. Mason is such a shit. I got a American yeah, you know. Yeah. Mason, I like the name Mason. Yeah, but you're it's friends Edward. with someone called Enya. Enya's a cool name too. It actually is cool. I kinda like it. I have I'm really, really, really opinionated about names. Are you? I actually really insulted someone. Okay, can you're I like uh you're like your one, what's her name when she was like, um oh I wouldn't call my kid like Brooklyn or like you know, when she was um on a morning Kate Hopkins yes yeah 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 you sound like her that is possibly the worst thing anyone's ever said listen, to me listen I'm the most honest person <laughs> that you'll ever meet that's fair I've said some terrible things to you today so that's, yeah. that's the least I deserve yeah. no but um, I I think <laughs> that um, yeah like no and not not in a Kate Hopkins way but like I, I am I'm very no 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 I, I'm defensive now. I'm what this is my podcast <laughs> how dare you Um, but I do like I really like ha- like for example I actually think and I'm, I would well, what I was going to say to you was, I really offended someone. I met like, um, uh, like 
a, a girl on a night out that I never met before, and it wasn't even in a like, oh, like I fancy that girl. I'm gonna like, yeah, know, flirt with the thing. We were literally just chatting for the first time ever. Just met at like a at a party, like a friend of a friend, and she, uh, we were chatting about names, and she was kind of giving me a hard time in a real funny way. Like she was slagging me loads, and it was gas. Uh, like I was telling her like where I, I live. About your I, name. No, no, about like I, I was telling her that I live in my my uh, dead granny's house because oh. like she passed away and I moved in there. Um, oh. so I'm living there now, and she was like, "That's so weird." And I was like, "Oh, I you know." And she was slagging me loads about having a dead granny and all. Oh, it was. She sounds kind of mean. Yeah, like, but in a really What's her funny name? way. I'll call her. <laughs> no, well, I, I actually can't tell you her name because it's it's like a real obvious name. And oh. anyway, I slagged her name because it. Like I don't like her name. I think yeah. she has a shit name. Oh and my I, god! But like I only did it because she'd been slagging me loads. Okay. I thought that that was fair game. And, and then she did take a sour shut turn. the fuck down. Yeah. She did not like it at all, and oh, I felt I real bad. I hate when that happens. And I like I apologize. I'm I'm so sorry. I actually I thought that this was like cool, and she was kind of like, yeah, man, it's just a weird thing to say to someone. Like I didn't choose, it. and I was like, I know that's why you should like this. Like we actually had like and we had a reasonable discussion about it, and it was fine. But like I really just thought oh, that it was so, so fair good. game, and she just. Shut the fuck it's down. It's like that moment when it's all. <laughs> what did you just say? Exactly. Uh, yeah, it's the moment in the screenplay where I write. Yeah. Fuck. Yes. <laughs> Do you yes! know what I mean? Uh, oh my god, that's so funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I have a real strat. Like, name a name. Um, Sean. Sean. I don't like Sean. It's too traditionally Irish. It's a little bit plain for me. God, you could cut off a load of your listeners, Tom. Here. Yeah, Should we probably have a lot of Sean. Throw out a load of names, and you can. I much prefer Sean if it's spelled S H A U N, and I don't know what that That's says. That's very about American, me. isn't it? If yeah, like Sean, and it's also not very like Republican of me either. You know what I mean? Yeah, like it's we not. should we should be trying to keep like be. the Irish language. Yeah, ago. we should be like you know encouraging Irish names, really. And here's me shitting all over them. Yeah, what's so great about the name Tom? It's not great. I think it's good. I like it. I like, I like how simple. I like his well, one. One syllable. Think, what do you think of my name? I like your name. I honestly do. It it sounds very like fluid. It kind of <laughs> it kind of sounds like uh, a waterfall with a bend in it. Um, well, maybe that's just there's a, a lot river. of Ali's these days. I used to think I was real individual. No, Alison, I don't like. I'm I'm Alice. I think that's worse. <laughs> I don't like that. My oh my mum's adopt my mum's adopted and her adopted mum is called Alice, mm. but her adopted mum like as in like sorry her. Biological mom, I should say. Oh, yeah. Is called Alice. Uh, and, and she's like a bit of a cunt. Like, okay. She's not a nice lady. Well, then it's associate. It's nothing wrong with the name. Totally. Yeah. Although I don't okay. like Alice. And I'll tell you, like, I'll, I'll remove my emotion from it. Okay. Alice sounds like... Go on. You are too tanned and blonde for an Alice. <laughs> I think of like Alice as like a little freckled, haggard old woman living in a... Everyone always says that. My friends used to call me Granny Alice when I was in school because everyone called me Ali apart from my maths teacher. Mm. And he'd be like, Alice. And they'd all go, Alice! Yeah. Um, that was kind of a good voice there, wasn't it? Did that kind of sound old? No. No, <laughs> no it didn't. It was, it was actually yeah, very good. a voice actor. Oh my God, I'm going to have a Oh my God, change. I was thinking, I meant to say this earlier. I've texted you like at least twice being like, do you do that voiceover? Remember, I don't know if you remember this. Oh, I, yeah. I definitely sent it, like, you at least... What was it for again? I can't remember, but, like, there's someone... Do you do voiceover at all? No, not you yet. You need not yet. to get on that. You need to get on that. I because there's someone out there voice. who sounds exactly like you, and they work all the time. And I need to... You need to... Push her to one side. Kill them. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe her name is Alison. Maybe. Alison Softwoman. Softy woman. Because that's, like... Kind of the opposite. That's what um, when I was in Crash, people used to call me, and it used to really upset me. What's Crash? 
Crash. 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 Why was that crash? Crash. <laughs> I thought crash was like some Ukrainian festival that like I didn't know about. When I was at crash this one time. Oh my God, let me tell you. Um, all right, we have time for one more. Oh my God. Yeah, okay. Go Got to it. give it a spin. I want so quick. Yeah, time flies <laughs> when you're getting slagged. All right, number 25. Do you have it? No. <laughs> so moany. No. Uh, twenty-five. Oh, kind of nice way to finish on. I don't think we ever finished with this question. Tell us about something. Uh, this is another badly written question. Tell us something about yourself that people consider surprising when they hear it. Oh my god. Something surprising. Um, I go to Lourdes every year that I think people always think is kind of weird. Oh my god, this is amazing. What? Why? That's so cool. Like, that's so weird. Like, I'm really surprised. Really? Yeah, like, that, that was such well, a good answer to that question. paid off. That was an um, amazing answer. Yeah, I've I've been doing it since school. Like, I don't know um, if it was like this in your school, but when where when I went to school, um, school, 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 <laughs> I feel like that's all I've talked about this anyway. Uh In the sixth year, uh, you could apply to go um, and work. You were, um, you applied and then six people were picked to go. Over George, it was a really big thing in my school. Um, it's like, I suppose we went, I was in like, you know, a Catholic school, so it was like a big deal there. But um, also everyone who went, um, that we did this thing called the Lord's Assembly and the girls would come back and talk about it. And I always thought it sounded unbelievable. Like you were, you're essentially kind of like almost like, okay, you're not a nurse, but you're like, a, you're like a carer um, for these people like elderly and sick who, who this is like their obviously hugely important to them when they get to go every year and so you go and you work with them and you like um take care of them and uh so I applied to go and I went and I absolutely adored it it was just it's just totally different to anything that I've ever done before and you're with all these you're and normally you kind of depending might end up kind of with one person for the whole week and you get really close to this person who you'd never have met before and you're taking care of them um so I've been going back ever since um it's also I mean I saw a thing on Facebook recently that said Lords is the upper class um Michael <laughs> upper class not upper class but you know whatever uh, which I thought was really funny because I suppose there is a lot of um, you know people with notions maybe who are like I go to Lourdes you know and we go and I'm going to go over and take care of people and then they don't they just go out all the time because it's a bit of a piss up as well sometimes is it yeah um, well oh my god I might be fired from going for saying that but like uh, in the evenings everyone um, after we finish work we work from like 8 in the morning till 11 o'clock at night and uh, uh, sorry, I'm just so suddenly so conscious that I said um, Lords is the upper class as if I'm sounding like I think I'm upper class. Oh my no, I think, do you mean like middle class? <laughs> yeah, yeah, but yeah. I don't know. That's what the thing said. Maybe it doesn't. Anyway, um, I don't think that I am. So just in case anyone's like, no, you're like, notions about no, we were literally talking about how we have no money to put on our shows <laughs> before they started. Don't worry. Anyway, um, but it... Um, so people go out in the evening, like uh, we work from eight, seven or eight in the morning till 11 at night. And then a lot of people will go to the pub and it's it's a very, very social place because like, I mean, over, I think maybe 60% of the people who work there are um, like under the age of 30 or something. So it's like very much like a youthful um, kind of experience. It's nuts. Like it, and, and then on the last night, there's a nightclub that everyone <laughs> goes to and I can get a bit loose but it's um, <laughs> it's really yeah it's great but it's funny like I 
this year my friends who I went with were all slagging me because I just kept like I go to the pub for half an hour and go to bed and it was this kind of nice thing that I realised that like I I I'm I was I cared I loved the work so much this year when I was there like more than any other year mm. I don't know why and I I just I didn't want to like chat to people I'd like had my day and I wanted to go to bed like a load of my friends would really look forward to the big the chats in the pub and whatever and afterwards and I was like no I'm content with my day and I'm going to bed yeah. <laughs> um, and are you religious um not re- like not really yeah um I mean, I don't really know what my view of religion is. I don't, I don't not like it. I don't like it. My mum is quite religious and I guess I kind of grew up with this. I, I have an uncle who's a priest and I had this very, I know people have had very traumatic and terrible experiences with religion, but mine was, um, I, mine was quite warm and cozy, I guess. Yeah, I had quite yeah. a, a lovely and like, um, because my uncle was a priest, I loved masses that we went to because he's really witty and he'd always be like, uh, yeah, anyway, I just, I, I guess I had a, totally different experience of it yeah you know that's so funny because I think one of the things I heard really recently that really like helped me understand like myself and the way I process things and I think the way people process things was this uh, again another podcast I listen to too many podcasts <laughs> uh, if there's a lesson from this podcast uh, about me that should be it but it's uh, this guy called Dak Shepard and he's like a really interesting oh, yeah. guy yeah he's um, you know he's a, he's a famous actor yeah as well. yeah I know but yeah. he um and he's a recovering, you know, um, addict and like just very like self-aware, like just done loads of therapy. I'm really attracted to these yeah. people. Like yeah. I'm really interested in like inward gazing people. Um, and he said this amazing thing just about like, it was very simple, but just like about how humans are all we're doing all the time is just collecting data. Like uh, that's all we do. We just collect the data that like is around us. Yeah. So, you know, when that like that's what when things can get problematic because like, you know, if you're, you know, yeah. if you're, if all your data just suggests that everything in the world is fine, that gives you a really skewed view but like that's absolutely not what you're saying but what no, I'm saying no, is that I your experience of the, the church was like yeah. good mine was like largely very popular too again my I had like two uncles who were really, priests like yeah. very religious family yeah. um, but like so like a lot of my data is, is, is like my personal data that yeah. I've actually collected which is going to be more meaningful to me no matter what because like yeah. like ultimately like are, we're designed like as little survival robots so we're collecting all our yeah. own data that like suits us but Absolutely. The greater awareness that like, oh yeah, like shit. But you know what's cool about Lourdes is that um, they're very open to, uh, they have like a counselling service now on the pilgrimage for people who um, have been affected by things and who want to talk about it. And the everyone there is very like, um, I mean, like most of the organisers I don't think are particularly, I mean, I don't think they're like, not, not very few of the people that I work with will be very heavy religious people and sure. everyone is really like let's talk about it like it's not this like it's it's just it feels very um uh open open as we're like there's a lot of dialogue over there you mm, know it doesn't mm. feel like you, like there's no obligation to go you could go over there and not go to one religious thing if you wanted to and just take care of the um your pilgrim the person who's on the pilgrimage that you're taking care of and like how do, how good does helping people feel oh yeah well yeah I mean, I don't do it for myself, Tom. I do it for them. But but do you actually <laughs> believe that? Uh, well, I think everyone is selfish, aren't they? You kind of do it for yourself. But I, I um, it's it is a great feeling to feel like when like someone says to you, "I've had a great like, thank you for a great week. Like, thank you for facilitating." Because it, it's very much like, you know, uh, if they want to do something, like it's kind of like. I mean, you're not like in charge of someone, but like, there's certain like like uh, there's like a schedule and stuff, and there's certain like I don't know like uh, 
I mean, you can't just go wandering off because they could just lose people. But it's nice when you have someone like who's like, you know, if you're a pilgrim and the person who's um, your care is like a bit chilled out, that's so much nicer, you know, because you can kind of relax or something then yeah. when it's not really rigid. So I love being like that, I think. Yeah. Uh, like the only reason I was asking that question was because like even the other day, like in town, like I was literally coming over the Haypenny Bridge, and you know, they like there's steps kind of like up yeah. to it, and like there was a woman with a buggy and she was like trucking away, like carrying it up. And I kind of was like a good bit behind her, but I just sort of, you know, jogged up beside her and was like, I'll yeah. give you a hand. And I, you know, I, I got her over the bridge from the steps, literally like a thing that like really anyone should do, uh. but like. Felt fucking great. Like, oh, Tom, you're such a good person. Do you know what I mean? Well, like, I'm sure, and like, then I'm sure there's a part of me that's only telling you that because I want you to be. <laughs> oh, like, yeah, no, I know. and that's not even true. I, I, all I'm trying to do is is meet you there and be like, yeah, like it feels real good. No, to help I totally, I, yeah, I, I, I agree. Yeah, I know what you mean. There is a certain like, um, look at me, how great am I? Like, I'm yeah, so, I'm so good to these people, and I'm brilliant. But, um, but I, you know, I don't even think it's that, and and maybe there is that too. But like, I actually think it's it's more just like it actually just feels fundamentally good to like have someone like smile at you and say thanks. Abs- absolutely, and especially in Lords, it's such an emotional, um, like experience for a lot of the elderly, um, and sick people that we bring, and like, it's kind of just like incredible to be able to be there with them and kind of experience it with them and that just feels like yeah that feels that feel, like it not that it feels good but it's just a nice thing to be able to give something to someone you know it's very, like that it's maybe it's it, it, what we were saying it's very meaningful yeah yeah it yeah it kind of makes you feel like um you've got a good purpose or something you yeah. know like you know cuz cuz you cuz you're you're doing like um What's the word like? Um, there's a proper word for it, like, but like self care, or care, like, like I'm getting like doing showers and going to the bathroom and stuff, and like I don't do that, ob- or like, ho- like almost like home care, you know, mm-hmm. like um, I don't do that obviously, like I'm an actor, that's not my job, but so it's really amazing to see kind of the the work that those sort of people do and kind of beyond that side of it, it's it's uh, it's deadly, yeah. Look, Whoa. we could talk all day. I know, sorry. And we can't, which is a pity because I, uh, I think you're very, very, very cool. And what? I really enjoyed this. Um, <laughs> I know you've got some shows coming up. I do. Uh, you've got um, the brilliant Electric. I know it's coming back, but like maybe, I don't want to say more importantly, but like um, <laughs> there's... First. <laughs> first, yeah, first and foremost. Maybe we'll go in order of that uh, date because you're yeah. super busy, which is amazing. But Disconnected coming to the new theatre. Yeah, so Disconnected is coming to the new theatre and uh, our preview is on the 21st of January and we run until the 2nd of February. Mm-hmm. And the tickets are on the new theatre. Com, and it's going to be really good so please come <laughs> Amazing I Yeah um, Hopefully 7.30 start 7.30 yeah, and we've matinees on uh, Saturdays at half two as well Amazing um, yeah. I think that uh, you've got a pretty great cast there Gordon Quigley Mario yeah, Carroll Sarah hey, Foley Gordon on this podcast Yeah um, you should he's you good cry. my family Again, my family love Gordon. Yeah, he's amazing. He's so funny. Yeah, he's great. And, and he's brilliant Sarah Foley and Olivia Sanger. Olivia Sanger and my brother Sam is writing the music for it. Oh well, <laughs> I mean, this is just a this is just a love fest over here. Oh my god, it's a family affair. Yeah, oh, look, I, I was hoping we could put PG beside this podcast, but this has just been filthy. Um, and then well, with the, the lovely Erica Rowe, you're bringing back uh, yeah, Electric. Electric, yeah, we're touring it around um, Ireland and the UK. So we'll be in uh, Smock. Our first date starts on the 18th of March, and we run for a week. And then we're going to be in the Civic from the 2nd of April for a week. And then we do one night in the Axis um, on the 17th of April. And then we're going to be, oh, we'll post them all up online because there's a 
a lot of dates. Brilliant. Uh, yeah, we're going over to Brighton in the UK um, and we're going to the Lyric actually at the end of April. Um, so I'm really looking forward to those and everything else in between it. Amazing. Yeah, well, look, that's all brilliant work. It's like everything going so well for you. And Ali Hardiman, thanks so much for playing Personality thanks, Bingo. <laughs> so, guys, that was the amazing Ali Hardiman playing Personality Bingo with Tom Moore. And Ali, if you are listening, a massive thank you to you for taking the time to do it. I think we did that episode on the 23rd of December, like the crazy people that we are. But, you know, it was a deadly chat. It was also super early in the morning. But uh, when we get in the same room, I just feel like we have the crack. And I really enjoyed uh, chatting to you and letting that conversation weave in and out of all the weird and wonderful places that it did. As always, a few thank yous. A massive thank you to the wonderful Erin Lindsay for mixing, editing and producing this podcast. Also, a huge thank you to Alan and Paddy for having us aboard the Headstuff Podcast Network, to Connor Nolan for his gorgeous artwork and to the wonderful Leah Moore and Anthony Manley for their delicious theme music. Uh, I hope all of our lovely listeners had an amazing Christmas. Uh, we're heading into the new year with Personality Bingo. It's very, very, very exciting. Lots of cool things planned. As I said, the Patreon page is going to be up and running this time next week. And as well as that, I really do mean this. I want to hear your suggestions for guests. Uh, that's really, really important to me. And we're also going to be bringing in like options on the Patreon page for, like, for example, if you want to buy an episode of Personality Bingo for your loved one, you can do that. I don't mean like sponsor an episode. I literally mean you can buy the guest chair you can buy the host chair if you want to host an episode that's just fine you can donate in the Patreon page and you can come in and host an episode with me I'll answer your questions or you can bring on a pal and you can do an episode together whatever you want and we'll package that off and you will have your own personality bingo there's also loads of cool benefits like add a question or you know we'll fast track this motherfucker of like who's going to win this game first because that's just not a thing that's been happening right so if you want to um, pay I think we have like a 20 euro uh, 20 dollar reward I should say and if you want to um, pay that that means that you can uh, ask me uh, any question in the whole wide world and I'll send you that personalised clip with the totally truthful and honest answer so as you can see we're just trying to make it a little bit more user friendly uh, get a little bit more connection to uh, our lovely listeners because like I said there's an amazing like um, supporter base it's kind of sometimes a bit over overwhelming um i mean it's kind of berserk to think that thousands of people are listening to this you know especially me being an actor and someone who works in theater a lot when you put that into like a theatrical context and if you think of somewhere like the olympia or the gaiety being full like that's kind of who we're speaking to in this podcast like on a weekly basis which is kind of bonkers so if you want to uh, support that support me support all the people who make this podcast the patreon page is the way to do that and as i said i will tell you more about that in the coming weeks but until then guys thank you so much for listening to the amazing Ali Hardiman playing personality bingo with Tom Moore.